Welcome to this really special episode where we're going to be talking about mastering your energy. Now the episode you're about to hear is from our VIP monthly virtual coaching session. Now, normally these sessions are exclusive to paid members, but for this session, I'm going to share with you some of what we go through. Now in this session, I teach a topic on professional development every month. And for this month, as we look at energy, I want to run you through four different domains of energy, four areas that you can master. I want to give you questions you can ask yourself each and every morning to prime for a day that's energy rich. I want to show you why energy matters and I want to make sure you know how to overcome some of the common pitfalls. So if you're ready to have more energy in your day, if you want to feel better about each and every day, I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. Let me know what you think. Hello there and welcome to this monthly coaching session. This month, we're looking at mastering your energy. What do you do to feel the way you want to feel each and every month? And I'm going to introduce a couple of topics as we go through this session today. Practical tips you can do to top up your energy, the logic thinking, science and neuroscience behind why your energy is so damn important. I want to talk to you about some of the common pitfalls where we might get stuck, we might fall into a low energy state and how to get ourselves out of them. So let's dive in, mastering your energy. First thing we want to talk about, like anything we do, we talk about this time and time again. Whenever we're talking about a topic, we want to know why does it matter? What do we want? Why does it matter? Whether we set a goal, whether we start our day, whether we're going and doing a workout. What do I want from this workout? Why does this matter to me? What's a bigger vision or a bigger purpose that's going to pull me through it? Because we know push motivation wears out. I have to go to the gym, wears out. Versus I want to be the sort of person who's strong and powerful and confident. That'll pull you through. It's future focused. So to start with today, why does it matter to have energy? Why does it matter to have high energy and abundant energy? Well, let's compare a couple of different scenarios about what you would feel, what you would think, what you would do if you had low energy or high energy. Let's start with ourself. How do you feel about yourself right now? Big question, right? How do you feel about yourself? Well, my guess is if you're in a low energy state, if you had an awful day and you found the video or the podcast and tuning in, you're like, oh, I guess I'll listen to this. And you know, what does this guy know about energy? If you're not feeling good right now and you start to think about yourself. And I challenge you and I'm saying, okay, tell me, what are you doing to top up your energy? If you're in a low energy state and I ask you a question like that, you might say something like, well, you know, I don't really know what to do or, you know, I've, I've tried this before, it doesn't work or that might work for someone else, but it won't work for me. If you're low energy, if you've got a scarcity of energy, the way you think about yourself is not going to be empowering. You're going to find your limitations. You're going to think of the things you can't do or can't control. But if you're in a high energy state, if you just come out of a workout and you've got home, you've got half an hour free or an hour free, you whack on the coaching session, you tune in and you're listening to me right now. And I say, what could you do to boost your energy? If you just come out of a gym session, you're feeling great. You've lifted more weights or you run your quickest 5K. If you're feeling great, your thoughts process in your mind might be, well, I can do anything. I can do something I've never done before. I can push myself to a higher level. If you're feeling good, if your energy's high, when you think about yourself, you feel better about yourself. I'll say that again. When your energy is high, when you think about yourself, you'll feel better about yourself because you're building up and stacking the evidence that if a challenge comes up in front of you, you can handle it. Now let's think about someone else. Let's imagine someone else, someone cuts you off in traffic and you see that person, you see their face behind a wheel and they're scowling at you. If you're in a low energy state, if you're feeling crappy and you just had two Mars bars and a pie and you're on your second can of Coke, your blood sugar is all over the place and you didn't sleep last night. You just had a fight with someone. 
If you're in that car, you're going to be like shaking at the wheel. How dare they? In that low energy state or that negative energy state, how dare they cut you off? They're taking away your time. They don't respect you. You're going to find what's wrong. But if you're in a high energy state, you're just coming back from the beach. You've meditated. It's a beautiful day. You felt the sun on your face, the windows down. You're driving 5Ks below the speed limit because you're actually not in a rush to get anywhere. Someone cuts you off and they scowl at you, you give them a little wave and it just flows on by you. Water off a duck's back. In one situation, low energy creates a lack of energy. Low energy creates a lack of energy. It's like an energy black hole is how I think about it. If you're in a low energy state, you're going to suck the energy out of everything. You might have met someone like this before where their energy is kind of off. They're, cr they're like crummy and cranky and grumpy and all those words. And then they come into a space and it's like a black hole. And someone's put an energy vacuum in the room, like <laughs> sucking all the energy out of the room. Versus if you feel great, you walk into a room, doesn't matter. Everything's okay. The temperature's fine. The audio visual's not working. Doesn't matter. Someone hasn't prepared for the meeting. That's okay. Someone cuts you off in traffic. No worries. It's about creating a high energy state because when we're high energy, we have abundance. There's heaps out there. People get a second chance. There's low energy and traffic. How dare they? Let's look at challenges. Challenges within your control. Something you might be able to do. Let's look at say managing your time might be a challenge. You're looking at your calendar. You've got a bunch of things on for the day. You need to manage your time. You need to rejig things. If you're in a low energy state, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do that. You know, there's not enough time in the day. How am I going to fit it all in? And if you ask your brain these questions, your brain will answer them. First, if you're in a high energy state, you feel good, your body's there, you've done your gratitude, you've hung out with your best friend, whatever it happens to be. And we'll talk about techniques later. You see those challenges in your day, you look at that day and you go, you know what? What's most important? What would help me feel the way I want to feel? And if I can just get those few things done, I'm going to get to the end of the day. I haven't done everything, but I've done enough. High energy is synonymous with enough. High energy and abundance means if there's abundance out there, then what you have is enough because you can always get more if you need it. If it's scarcity, hear me on this. If you're in scarcity, you don't have enough. And if you don't have enough, you're worried you're going to lose it. And that's one of the biggest differences in energy management. If you've got high energy, you've got something to give. You often hear people say, you can't give what you don't have. Energy works the same. If you don't have energy and someone says, well, why aren't you more positive? It's like, you don't have that to give. You're feeling negative. That's why we call them positive and negative. They're opposite poles. If you don't have that positive energy to give, it's pretty hard to generate it. But if you've got it, it's easy to give away because if you give it away, you know you've got more. You've got more than enough, satiated. Fourth one, let's look at things beyond our control. My favorite example with this is the weather. If you can master your energy response to the weather in the morning, I think you're halfway to enlightenment, to be totally honest. There are people who will wake up, things beyond our control, the weather, and it's raining outside today. They wake up, they're cranky they're in the shower the hot water's run out their toothbrush isn't where it wants they're out of toothpaste they've got to like squeeze the last bit out of the thing they're in a low energy state they get in the shower they look outside and it's raining outside and they think of all the things that are wrong when it's raining oh my gosh i'm gonna get wet it's gonna be cold the tram's gonna be full today i'm gonna have to wear my rain jacket my umbrella and my umbrella sucks and it's little and they'll think of everything that's wrong but if you're in a high energy state Come back from the gym, exercise, do your gratitude, your gratitude, you write in your journal, whatever it is. You get in the shower, you look outside, it's raining outside, you're like, it's amazing. It's raining. How beautiful. Things are going to grow. I get to put on my snuggly jumper, have my favorite coffee. 
If you've got that high energy, it's easy to see the positive things in life because if you've got positive energy, you'll find positive things. If you've got positive energy, you'll find positive things. And today we want to figure out how do you create that energy? You're like, all right, Josh, I get it. I need to, if I have high energy, if I have abundance, I'll feel good about myself, others, challenges, and things within my control. How do I generate it? Let's figure out where you're starting off and I'll show you how to generate it. First thing we want to do is a bit of an energy audit. So you might want to, especially if you're watching the video, pause this screen, run through, give yourself an audit, five from like totally yes, abundance down to one, like no one, I mean, total scarcity here, five to one on each of these eight line items, where do you land? And if you're listening in, just write them down in your head for each of the eight, uh, five to one, five being full, one being lacking. First one, and the first two are on physical energy. First one is my body has the energy to get me through the day. How do you react to that? Yes, five, like I totally agree, 100%, all the way down to one. We're like, nope, not at all. My body has no energy. So first question, my body has the energy to get me through the day. Second one, I feel physically fit and healthy. How much do you agree? Five, all the way down to one. I feel physically fit and healthy. Next two, around emotions and relationships, second big energy bucket. Now, question number three is the emotions I feel mostly are energy positive. The emotions I feel mostly are energy positive. You're feeling joy, love, gratitude, acceptance, excitement, not like hate, anger, fear. Five, four, three, two, one. Where do you land on that? From strongly agree, agree, neutral, disagree, strongly disagree. It's a way to think about it. Question four, the relationships in my life are meaningful. Five, four, three, two, one. Do you strongly agree all the way down to strongly disagree? You should have four numbers by now. Top four questions. My body has the energy to get me through the day. I feel physically fit and healthy. The emotions I feel mostly are energy positive. And number four, the relationships I feel in my life are meaningful. Should have four numbers written down. Question five, my mind feels sharp and I can overcome challenges. So these are around your mental energy. My mind feels sharp and I can overcome challenges. Five, four, three, two, one, where do you land? And number six, I feel creative and like I am learning. I feel creative and like I am learning. Five, four, three, two, one, where do you land? Last two are about contribution, they're about service, they're about giving. Question number seven, I have the energy to help others. Five, four, three, two, one, where do you land on that? I have the energy to help others. Strongly agree, agree, neutral, disagree, strongly disagree. And question number eight, I feel like I'm contributing to the world and community. Five, four, three, two, one. Now, once you've got them, and I read them through one final time, I want you to tally up your total. Max points, like high energy buckets, full abundance, these five in all categories, eight times five is 40, and the lowest you can get is eight. So we haven't gone down to zero, so a bit too depressing. But if it's a one, you can't solve a problem you're not willing to have. But if it is a one, they're the, the areas we want to tackle. And if it's a five, we want to learn from them. What are you doing right? So the eight questions, one final time, top to bottom. My body has the energy to get me through the day. I feel physically fit and healthy. The emotions I feel mostly are energy positive. The relationships in my life are meaningful. My mind feels sharp and like I can overcome challenges. I feel creative and like I'm learning. I have the energy to help others. I feel like I'm contributing to the world and community. Where do you land? All right. Now, what you might want to do is you might want to pause this for a second and go through. If you've got all ones across the board, cool, we need to make some changes and that's okay. Like we said before, you can't solve a problem you're not willing to have. 
But if you've got ones, twos, threes, look at those areas. And my first question for you is use time. Go back in the past and say, okay, was there a time in the past when this area of my life wouldn't have been a one, two, or a three? Like, have I ever experienced abundance or joy or excitement in that area? So say, for example, you've got one that says, you know, I feel physically fit and healthy. You might be a one or a two right now. Whereas you might say, oh, you know, when I was in high school, like I was at least a four, you know? And if you were a four at that time, ask yourself, well, what was I doing differently when I felt better? Key question, what was I doing differently when I felt better? So you want to look at the past and say, is there something I can learn from this? When I felt better in the past, what was I doing differently? The second thing you can do is think about the future and say, if I was to feel better, what do I think I would have to do differently? So you might say, you know what? Physically fit and healthy, I felt like crap my whole life. You might say, okay, what you're doing is not working. Definition of insanity. We do the same thing again and again, expecting different results. So let's change it. If you wanted to feel different, if you're a two on, I feel creative and like I'm learning. If you're just like, oh, I'm stuck in a job, I don't like it, I don't engage with it. If you feel like a two and you've always been a two in that area, well, what could you do differently in the future that might increase that? And the key concept here is these are simply hypotheses. They're thoughts, they're ideas. We don't know if they'll work, but what we're doing now obviously isn't working. So might it be worth a try? Cool. Second thing I want you to do here, once you go through those categories, I want you to do them line by line, anywhere you've got a one or two or even a three, that's you're just on cruise control. You're like, it's neutral. Look at those areas and look at the past and say, has there been a time where I had abundance here? What was I doing differently? And look at the future and then say, okay, if I wanted to make a difference in the future, what could I change? The second thing I want you to do is look at the area that are fives, fours and fives. Look at the areas where you agree or strongly agree and say, you know, if you've got one that says, I have the energy to help others. If you're a five out of five, that's amazing. What are you doing in that category? And the key here is to learn the lessons of one category and apply them to another category. The key is to learn the lessons from one category and apply them to another category. So if you feel like I have the energy to help others, and I would say, well, okay, well, that's just how I feel, Josh. What's possibly the lesson there? I might say, okay, when do you help others? You might say, well, you know, I help them all the time. Okay, tell me specifically. You might say, well, you know, three times a week, I volunteer at Lifeline and I get on the phone and for two hours a day um, in my evening, I speak to people who need help and, you know, it's, it takes a lot of energy, but I leave feeling amazing. And I say, okay, so you feel abundance in that area because you do something three times a week, two hours a day. So might it be that to feel abundance in one of these areas, you actually need six hours of dedicated work. And then we might say, okay, let's find an area where you don't feel so great. So you might say, you know, the emotions I feel are mostly energy positive. Okay, do you spend six hours a week actively working on your emotions? Well, what does that mean? Well, do you do journaling? Do you write down things you're excited about? Do you write down things you're grateful for? or things that you've learned, ways that you've developed and grown? Are you spending time with people that make you feel good? Are you watching or listening to positive and uplifting, uplifting messages? You might say, well, no, I should just feel the way I wanna feel. No, it doesn't work that way. We've got to invest in it. So just like that, if you find if there's an area that's working, say, is it the time I spent? Is it who I spend it with? Is it when I do it? Is it how I'm thinking about it? Are there actions I'm taking? You know, Do one area of your life you feel amazing, you feel fit and healthy and you're like, well, you know, I've got a coach and maybe I feel great because I've got someone there to support me. And if you look at another area and say, ah, oh, you know, I don't really like my job. Cool, do you have a coach? Do you have a mentor at work? Well, maybe I don't. Well, that could be an opportunity. All we're looking for here are opportunities. So grab your score out of 40 and then come back to these questions. You've got these eight questions, come back to them 
a month from now. Maybe come back to them at the end of next week, the week after, the week after, and just check in and see if these numbers change. Now, don't just increase the numbers because you want to see progress because you're an achiever. But work at them. Be honest. Is there an area of your life that you can focus on and increase with intention? All right. Let's move into some of the principles and some of the actions. Key concept here is that everything affects everything. There is nothing you can do in one energy bucket that will not affect the others in positive or negative ways. I'll say that again. There is nothing you can do in one category that won't affect another category in positive or negative ways. If you love your job, that's going to flow into your relationships. If you love your relationships, that's going to flow into your job. If you hate every day at work and you come home, you're not going to be motivated to exercise. If you don't exercise, you feel like crap, your body feels sluggish, you don't just rock up at work and bounce out of your chair. Everything affects everything. You can keep things in isolation for a while, but it'll burn out. It's not sustainable. You can attain it. You can achieve it in the short term, but you won't sustain it. Everything affects everything. It's a law of life. And if we can tap into this, if we can increase our energy buckets in a couple of areas, you'll be amazed how quickly others will grow. So let's look at the problem first and foremost. Just very quickly, we don't want to spend too much time on the problem, but I want to show you this is something that lots of people struggle with. This is called normalizing a problem. And if you're feeling like in any of those energy buckets that you didn't feel super strong, super passionate, super high, I want to show you that this is a problem that lots of people experience. And if we want different results, we've got to take different actions. We've got to find different resources, think different thoughts. This is something that is pervasive. So the first energy bucket, physical. We think about our body, our physical health. 50% of Australians don't meet physical activity guidelines. 50%, half the adults, are not doing the amount of exercise the medical profession says you need to do to feel good. And we're walking around going, why don't we feel good? Now, none of this is from a place of judgment, right? I was the chubbiest kid in my year at school, slowest kid running around the football field. I hated running. It was like someone had like, put a fire in my throat, not in a good way. 50% of adults struggle with this. This is a huge, huge problem. Second category, your emotion or your relationships. And we use the four energy buckets, PEMS, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual service. The E in PEMS, emotional or relationships, one in four Aussies are experiencing loneliness right now. A quarter. A quarter of people on Instagram. Every fourth post is coming from someone who's lonely. I know that's not exactly how statistics work. But it changes things, right? Every time you scroll through your newsfeed, I have this little trigger in my mind that if I ever get stuck and I don't have the apps on my phone, but sometimes I like go to Safari and type in Instagram because that sweet, sweet addiction is so powerful. Every time I jump on there just to see what friends are doing around the world. If I'm ever trying to get off and I'm like stuck in the vortex, I say to myself, one in four are lonely, one in four are lonely. And I scroll down through those four posts. And on the fourth one, I say, that's it, I'm getting off. And whoever that fourth person is, the way I get off is I say, I don't know if that person's lonely or not, but I'm going to send them a message. So rather than just scroll, 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 I use that as a trigger. I get to the fourth person, say it's a friend who lives over in Canada. I'll go, okay, have I spoke to that person this week? No. This month? No. This year? No. This decade? Some of them it's no, guys. I'm telling you, this decade, some of the answers no. So I'll go to that fourth person. I'll send them a message. That breaks the pattern. It gets me off. Third category, M, mental. Less than one in seven Aussies love what they do. Uh, this is study uh, data from Gallup. They found that 14% of Aussies are engaged at work, less than one in seven. So if you hold up seven fingers, drop it down to one and like bend it over a little bit, less than one in seven love what they do every day. So in terms of mental energy for the task, for the study, for what we're studying at uni or at school or at TAFE or in the workforce, less than one in seven of us love what we do, even when we get the work. So that mental space, are we sharp at work? Are we passionate about what we do? Most of us, that's not the case. 
and the S in PEMS, P-E-M-N-S, the S stands for spiritual, or if that sounds like woo-woo, service. In the last few years, in fact, the last 10 years, anyone earning under 150K per year, there's been zero growth in giving and a decline in volunteering. How crazy is that? People earning less than $150,000 in Australia, 0% growth in charitable giving in the last decade and less time volunteering, 18 to 34 years old. So people are earning lots of money. So, well, it's easy for them. They're earning lots of money. Yeah, they're giving more away. But for us, if we have scarcity in how we think and our energy, if we have scarcity in our finances, we're not going to donate to charity. Why? Because we don't have enough. Whereas if you decide today, I've got abundance. I've got abundance in my physical body. I've got abundance in my relationships. I've got abundance in my finances. If you believe in the core belief of mine, whatever I give will come back to me and multiply. If I give my time, my energy, money, focus, whatever it is, whatever I give will come back to me and multiply. Then you can give to charity. You can donate because you believe in some way it's going to come back. So the reason I wanted to show you these four notes Half of adults not meeting guidelines, one in four are lonely, one in seven less than love what they do. And no increase really for young people, especially ones who aren't earning big salaries in charitable giving or volunteering. The reason I want to share that for you is we have an energy crisis, not just energy crisis in terms of where we're going to get our energy, but our internal energy. In Australia, we have a crisis and we want to change that. So let's get into some techniques. First thing we want to talk about physical energy. One of the biggest benefits of physical energy, particularly if you're like a high achieving, like why should I exercise or gym or run? One of the biggest things that physical exercise does is it increases something called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Now, this is essentially a protein and what it does is it helps your brain grow. It's been linked in numerous studies to better memory, learning speed and brain function. Punchline, if you exercise, it's good for your brain. It's good for your memory. It's good to learn. It's good for how your brain functions every day. This has been true in terms of aerobic and aerobic exercise. And if you dig into the research around intelligence, um, crystallized intelligence, as well as fluid intelligence, as we get older, I think it's about 25, your fluid intelligence actually starts to drop. Think of that as like your creativity. But our crystallized intelligence as well increases over our life because we learn more stuff. Think like that's like our stored memory. The thing you can do, the number one thing you can do to slow the rate of decline of fluid intelligence is exercise, anaerobic and aerobic. Why? Because it supercharges our brain. And the reason for that is our brain is big. 20% plus of our body's energy is what it uses, even though it only uses 2% of our body's mass. 20 plus percent of our body's energy is used by our brain, even though it only uses 2% or is 2% of our mass. Now think about this. All day we're looking around, we're taking in science, um, sounds, we're using our senses, we're reacting and navigating in the world. Our brains need a lot of energy. And if we're not moving our bodies, think of your body as like a way to fuel the brain. Exercise, lifting weights, going for a run is like sending. I think of it as like, you know, when you go to a gas pump, I don't know if any of you are in this situation, but when I was a student, when I was younger, and even still sometimes today, I go to the gas pump and I buy like the cheapest possible petrol, right? The cheapest one, the 10% ethanol or whatever. Think of the premium petrol as exercise. The premium petrol to our brain, if we're like, oh, imagine how good my car would run if I put that expensive petrol in. That's like a little bit of exercise. I think of it as like sending this amazing fuel up to my brain. And it also makes your body feel good. It gives you the energy for the day. Our brains need a lot of energy, so they need to be topped up, given the premium fuel of the exercise. So let's dive in then and get into some techniques. When we look across these four categories, P, E, M, and S, physical energy, your body, emotional energy, sort of how you feel, your relationships, humans, interpersonal relationships, 
mental energy, how you feel about your work, your tasks for the day, and spiritual service energy, what you do for others, I want you to write a cheat sheet. I want you to jot down three things you could do for each category and put it as a note in your phone or somewhere a notepad that you'll see it. Three things that you can do in each category to top up your energy. So if it's physical energy, it might be like, go for a walk, do some yoga, go to the gym, whatever it happens to be. Emotional energy might be do my gratitude practice. It might be journal. It might be call my best friend. Mental energy, something to get you sharp and feel like you can achieve your tasks. It might be write a to-do list, set a Pomodoro timer, clean your desk, empty your inbox, something that just clears that mental energy and makes you sharp. And spiritual service energy might be volunteer, give to charity, or just write someone a thank you note or fan mail. Now, for me, I've got those examples because I've prepared them and I've done these for years, but I want you to create yours. What would you have to do to top up your physical energy? Write down three things. You might want to pause it and write these down. For you to feel good in your body, might be about your sleep, what you eat, how you hydrate, everything that influences that physical body. What could you do? Three things to top it up. Same thing for emotional, mental, and spiritual. So take a few minutes, pause this, jot them down. And then whenever you feel low in these categories, come back to this list. Whenever I'm feeling crappy, I audit myself. Okay, okay, where am I feeling? Five, four, three, two, one, across physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Boom, okay, it's a mental problem. I just feel like I'm not getting something done that I wanna get done. What can I do? Great, I'm gonna clean my desk, write a to-do list, set a timer, and I'm ready to rock and roll. So the first thing is analysis, figure out where the problem is. Second thing is switch into action. What can I do about it? How can I make it better? So take a few minutes, write down at least three cheat codes for each of these four areas and save them as a note in your phone. All right, once you've got those down, let's do some prompts. Let's think about how to have a high energy day every day. So you might wanna record this either with a voice recorder or just jot it down in a note or a journal or just think it in your mind for the first run through. You can always come back and replay this. I'm gonna ask you six questions, things that you can do to plan and boost your energy throughout the day. First question, things that give me energy in my day include what? Think about the last week, think about the interactions, the people, the activities, what are the things that give you energy? Jot them down. Second, things that require significant energy. So they actually take a lot of energy, but they leave you feeling amazing in my day include what? What are the things that take a lot of energy, but actually leave you feeling good? So you might say, oh, you know what? Like working out or going for a run actually takes energy, but I feel better afterwards. It's energy positive. That's what we're looking for. Are there things that you might say, you know what? You know, calling a parent or something, it's taxing, you know, it's emotional, it's all the baggage, but at the end of it, I'm really glad I did it. It actually leaves me feeling great. Is there something that it's reading a book or something that challenges you or trying to work on your studies? And it takes a lot of energy, but afterwards you feel great. Jot those things down. Third question, what are the things that require significant energy, but actually leave you feeling not so amazing in your day? So what are the things that you say, you know what, it takes me so much energy to get on the train and go to work. And when I get there, I just feel kind of crappy. And what you might identify here are some problems that we, we might look to change. I say, well, maybe I could negotiate a work from home agreement, or maybe I could find a way to enjoy the train ride. Or maybe I could find a way to live closer to work so I'd have to cut out the train ride. Or actually, my train ride's not that long. Maybe I could get a bike and ride to work and then I'd have the double bonus of having some nature and some physical exercise. So the question three, things that require significant energy and leave me feeling not so amazing in my day include, see if you can find some things in your week that take energy, don't leave, leave, leave you feeling great. And let's see if we can tackle some solutions to those.
Question four, and I'll turn it to this or a more energy efficient way or time to do this could be what? So in question four, put some solutions in there. Just like we use the train and the bike analogy or moving close to work. If you wanted to change it, if you knew you could change it, how would you change it? And the last two questions, question five is to rest and recharge, I can what? So for me, it might be scheduling half an hour of YouTube time in the day. Might be going for a swim in the pool, driving to the beach and going for a walk, sitting down and meditating or do it in gratitude practice, spending time with my partner, anything like that, that if I just need a break in the day, I can rest and recharge. Question six is to boost my energy, I can what? So what is something that right now, if you just need to say, I need an energy boost, what would it be? And the key here is to do this in a sustainable way. So you might say, if I want to boost my energy, I'm going to eat three cookies and I'm going to have a sugar high. You're like, okay, but that has a downside later, right? When the insulin drops. So what could you do that's sustainable that you could boost your energy? Is it you're dropping to the ground? Are you doing some push-ups? Is it you're jumping on a trampoline? Are you doing some stretching? A big one for me to boost my energy is just standing up once an hour, getting a glass of water, doing some stretches, leaning over from side to side, sitting back down, refocusing. It just boosts my energy in the second, even if I don't have to take a big break. So for those six questions, jot some answers down. What are things that give you energy? What are things that require energy but leave you feeling great? Make sure those are scheduled. Question three and four, what are things that require energy and leave you feeling not so great? And what are some alternatives to that? And then questions five and six, how do you rest and recharge? Like how do you just take a break? And how do you boost your energy? I think of this kind of like a race car on a racetrack going around as well. Rest and recharge. Cars have got to get taken off the track. They've got to have a pit crew. They've got to put on new tires. Got to check the brakes, top up the fuel. We need those points in our day. If we're going to go like a race car, we need our pit stops. So schedule them into your day. So many people have a day that's crammed with activities and no time for breaks. So make sure you schedule them in. All right, next thing, emotional goal setting. It's a big one for energies. We look at the emotional bucket. We want to figure out what are the big things that we want to achieve today at an emotional level. So uh, when you think about any day, and I do this every single day, what are the top three to five things you want to achieve? The less, the better. If you can say, if I just achieve one thing today to be a success, that's amazing. Don't say, I need to do all these 30 things. It's too much. Narrow it down to the big things, priorities. Top three to five events or achievements for the day. What are you aiming at? Once you've got those, narrow in. So pick one of them. So let's say the biggest thing you wanted to do from today was empty your inbox. Like if it's Friday, if I just finished today, my inbox was empty, I'd feel amazing. Okay, great. Next question is, how do you want to feel when you're going into that situation? What emotion or feeling do you want to bring or generate when you're clearing your inbox? So you might say, I want to feel throughout the whole process, a sense of calm. So I'm going to feel calm. Okay, so how could I approach this task in a way that would help me feel calm? Well, rather than jumping all around and answering random emails, you might say, I'm just gonna work from top to bottom. I'm just gonna take my time, I'm gonna put some music on in the background, get a cup of tea, top to bottom, go through them one by one. You might say to feel calm, even if I don't know the answer, I'm gonna hit reply and I'm gonna say, dear John, um, I don't have the answer to this question right now. I will get the answer to you by Tuesday next week. I just wanted to let you know, I've read your email, I've thought about it, I've scheduled time to achieve it in my calendar, I'll get back to you on Tuesday. Send the email, it's done, it's calm, it's relaxing. Work through one by one. Third question is, what could go wrong and how might you mitigate it? So you might say, if I'm looking at my inbox, well, what would stop me feeling calm? Well, there's a really big email in there from three weeks ago that I haven't dealt with because you know it's really scary and I just don't know the answer and I'm overdue and I haven't done it. What could go wrong is that could completely throw me out of a sense of calm. Well, how could you mitigate it before, during, and after the task? 
Well, before the task, you'd say, you know what, before I even open my inbox, I know it's there. I'm going to get a blank sheet of paper. And I'm going to write down some thoughts. I'm going to just write down how I feel. During, when it's time, when I get to that email and I open it up, I'm going to take my thoughts. I'm going to put them in an email. I'm going to schedule some time in my calendar. And I'm going to say, I've read your email. I'm sorry I haven't replied in three weeks. It is overdue. It will be completed by this date. And after, what can you do? Well, after I send that email, I'm not going to think about it until I hit my calendar next week. And that's when I'm going to tackle it. So before the task, during the task, and after the task, you've set up processes, thoughts, and actions such that you can maintain the emotion you want to feel. Such a big practice. If you can get that one, if it's a hard conversation, looking at your bank accounts, dealing with a problem, staff member, colleague, anything, before, during, and after, what could go wrong and how could I mitigate it to make sure I feel the way I want to feel? And then finally, how can you build in gratitude, thanks, surprise, joy, love, all those positive emotions into your day? Where's that half an hour time slot you've got in your day to feel the way you want to feel? Are you taking five minutes out to go for a walk around the block or go outside in nature or write down things you're grateful for? Where are you building that into your day? All right. So let's now talk about the morning. Win the morning, win the day. So morning questions for you to ask every day. I've got six of them for you here and they tackle the four different areas of energy, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. First question to ask every day, how am I improving my physical or mental health today? What are you going to do today to improve your physical health? Not just sustain it, not put it off to tomorrow, but what are you doing to improve it? Second question, how can I be grateful for today? So this taps into the emotions. What am I grateful for? Where could I take some time to express gratitude for all the things I've got? Question three, who am I deepening my relationship with today? Who's one person that today you're going to build a deeper relationship with? And what would it look like if each and every day you slightly deepened a relationship with someone? Are you meeting someone new? Are you sending a text message? Are you writing back to that Facebook message that's been sitting there for six weeks and you just haven't dealt with? Who are you deepening your relationships with? Fourth question in the third category on the mental category, what am I learning today? So in the morning, ask yourself, what am I going to learn? So this morning we sat down, read 20 pages from a book, Steph and I, we both read the same 20 pages. We sat down, we talked about it. So today we're learning more about this particular category and we're doing it together. So we're deepening relationship and learning at the same time, tackling two of these. So ask yourself, what are you learning today? What's on your personal curriculum? Jim Rohn used to say, work harder on yourself than on anybody else. You can always become more valuable. So this question is about how are you becoming more valuable today? Question five. What is my number one goal for today? And what would make today a success? So at the start of today, ask yourself, what would I have to do such that when I shut my laptop at the end of the day, today's a success. And the key with this is try not to make it contingent on someone else. Try to make it an input, not just an output. So for example, if I went into my inbox and I replied to every email, that's an input. You're in complete control of that. The output might be you get a certain amount of business, you get a job, you get a pay rise, someone tells you what you want to hear. That's an output. Hopefully that happens, but you can't control that. What you can control is your inputs. If you show up, if you do the best job you can, if you take very specific actions, if today's a success, if you do that, you'll feel great at the end of the day, regardless what happens. And number six, six question to ask every morning. Who can I help? When can I help? And how can I help today? This is on the spiritual service energy. Who can I help today? When can I help and how can I help? So you might say, you know who I can help today? I can help one of my colleagues in a group project or at work. I can help them. When can I help them? Well, I'm going to put half an hour in my calendar from 11 to 11.30. You know, normally it's a Friday. I go on a coffee break at that time. I'm going to put that, side aside, that time aside to help them. And how can I help them? Well, I know they're struggling with 
this particular project. I'm just going to sit down with them, give them some thoughts, or even just take them for a walk around the block, give them some headspace. So every day ask yourself, who can I help? When can I help? And how can I help? Put it in the calendar. Six questions to prime your energy and ask yourself every single morning. All right. Now for some challenges. Now to give you some things to walk away with. Challenges. Big thing is for each of these different categories, think about finding support from a professional. So in the physical health, P-E-M-N-S, physical health, find a GP, personal trainer, or a nutritionalist. Find someone who can work on that physical health with you. Invest in it if you're serious. If it's on the emotional health, look at going to a psychologist or a counselor. Look at someone that might be relationship counseling if that's an area you want to focus on. If it's mental health, look at maybe reaching out to a coach, someone who's an executive coach, or someone who can help you level up in that area like you're doing right now. And if it's spiritual, go to someone who's spiritual or someone who's in the service area, someone who works in nonprofits, someone who is religious if you're religious. Find someone who's in touch with that side of themselves and see if they can help you work towards the goals that you're setting. Other little simple steps, sleep the optimal amount for you. Now you're gonna to have to experiment with this. It took me years to figure out I needed sort of nine, nine and a half hours a night. Once I get that, I feel so, so good. That extra hour of sleep, you're like, oh, but I'm missing out on an hour. Makes my day so much better. So get that optimal amount of sleep and experiment to try to figure it out. And then finally, set aside some specific times in the week for the little things. Cooking, exercise, self-care, relationships, giving. As I've said throughout this session today, set time aside for the things that make you feel amazing. Put it in your calendar. Your values are reflected in your calendar. So if I see your calendar, I know what you value. Not what you want to value, what you actually value. Because time is the biggest resource. It's the most valuable resource. And if you're scheduling it, it matters to you. So take it seriously. Last thing, keep a cheat list. In your phone, those actions you wrote down, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual actions, put them in your phone. Have them there so they're on you. And whenever you feel not so great, go, okay, which one of the four areas am I lacking? Okay, it's this one. What's in my cheat sheet? And without thinking about it, take one of those actions. Make it automatic. And if you've got the cheat sheet in your phone, you have a quick fire way to increase your energy. So for me, that's an energy audit. That's exactly what you need to know to master your energy. We talked about physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual energy. We talked about how to do an audit with those eight questions. We talked about six questions to ask yourself in the morning. We talked about looking through your week and finding opportunities where things might go off the rails and how to prepare before, during, and after. So from you, I'd love to hear what did you get out of this? What are you going to do? What resonates most with you in terms of your energy? And reach out to me, josh at campusconsultancy.org or look me up on LinkedIn, Josh Farr, F-A-R-R. Let me know. What did you get out of this session? What do you think about? And what are you going to do to make sure your energy is at a prime level for next week? Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this. We'll see you next time. Good luck on your energy journey. That's a wrap on another episode of the podcast. Let me know what you thought. Send me a message at Josh Farr on LinkedIn or josh at campusconsultancy.org. Good luck and we'll speak with you soon.